This is uh, Ephesians 5, 21 to 23, or 33, excuse me. Uh, it picks up submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one has ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. This is God's word. You may be seated. Um, We, uh, what, m- much of what we'll say today will not um, be all that popular in our cultural moment. Um, not going to get a lot of brownie points uh, for this, this sermon. Um, and so this might arouse questions or emails. If you have those, um, I'd encourage you to direct those to Pastor Ryan. Uh, uh, Ryan at crcmobile.org. He will be able to handle all of those questions uh, faithfully. Um, what it means to be the people of God is that we're bound to the Word of God, aren't we? We're bound to it. Um, and we say what the Word says. And this section is referred to as the household code. You see it in a couple places in Paul. You see some of it in Peter. And so we're going to try to say what it says. But remember, if you're just joining us, this is not a random material out of nowhere, like practical instruction. This flows in the context of Christ uh, victorious over darkness Death and resurrection, chapter 1, deep theology, Christ is seated on high, enemies are his footstool, and then he moves on to give the church his spirit that we're sealed with and we're to live out the spirit in the world, and one of those places that we need to live out the light, to walk in light, as we've been talking the last few weeks, is in the area of our family and our households, and um, this will be difficult and challenging, particularly for some, particularly for those uh, because of your experience, because of your story, because of what you've lived through, uh, what, what you've seen modeled for you or not modeled for you. And so um, I want us to know that, um, but also want us to take an inventory just briefly in our minds as we look at um, the culture, the world, and think about how the male-female relationships are going. If we look out there, and we'll talk about in here, but if we look out there, it's not going too well. The home is not a thriving place in American culture. Um, It's a place that darkness and the evil one has often had his heyday, from absentee fathers to hookup culture, to domestic violence, to dysfunction in men and women, to passivity, uh, to abuse, 
to manipulation, to domination, to addiction, to uh, children not respecting parents, to parents mistreating children. Um, we are not doing well on this issue, right? Is that pretty clear? It's pretty clear. Chaos is the norm. So while we're forced to wrestle with hard things in the text that might be hard for us, let's ask the question, how's the alternative going? How's the world doing? Not very well. It's not a coincidence that this section on the household codes comes after what we talked about the last two weeks. Do you remember last week? Walk carefully. Be carefully how you walk. What do we need to walk carefully? We need wisdom. We need um, the Spirit of God. Wisdom and the Spirit of God. And then he says, wives to husbands, right? What falls after this section, do you know? After the, the household codes comes spiritual warfare. <laughs> Be strong in the Lord. Put on the full armor of God. The longest passage on spiritual warfare. And right in the middle of wisdom and the spirit and spiritual warfare, the family. Don't think it's a coincidence that this is uh, where it is placed in many ways, it's true. As the, the family goes, as a microcosm of society, so society goes. And particularly as husbands and wives go, so goes the family, so goes society. This is a battleground. This is true. So we're going to talk about it. With that in mind, um, we need the Lord's help. And so let us pray briefly that the Lord would show us what he has for us. Father, we pray that your spirit would attune to us now, would help us as we unearth and discuss um, your word. We know there is a lot of, of, of voices, a lot of noise culturally, a lot of experiences in our own lives that we're wrestling with. God, may we know the truth of your word and may your spirit make it alive to us. Give us wisdom and understanding, we pray. Jesus' name, amen. Um, I'm going to give a little perspective as we get to this. Uh, uh, I was hoping to do this whole passage in one week, and um, I looked at the, the nine, ten verses to husbands, and I don't think I could do that. So we're going to talk about uh, the, the relationship of wives to husbands today, which means, uh, wives, you're guaranteed to come back next Sunday so that you can hear the deep uh, understanding of husbands call to wives, which I must admit in this passage is daunting. It is of divine magnitude, the call of husbands to love your wives as Christ loves the church. We're going to take it in order as the text gives it to us. Listen to what it says. Verses 22 to 24 is what we'll read. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to your husbands. Um, first, a little perspective on submitting. That word has got a lot of baggage, doesn't it? Boy, that's a tough word for us. Um, many read this with a scowl. Many of you don't want to read this. Many of you uh, heard the sermon. You're like, can we sneak out the back door? This is not what I want to hear. I don't want to discuss this. Um, and we're going we're gonna to try. And there are many reasons that you may feel that way for some, um, but one of the main reasons people have trouble with this passage 
is because this passage has been used repeatedly to foster abuse and mistreatment of women. Um, since the fall, which John read in chapter 2, chapter 3 of Genesis, the fall, Adam and Eve are outside the garden. There has been chaos and havoc in the relationship between husband and wife and in men to women. And often for women, that has looked like abuse and mistreatment and exploitation, spiritually, physically, verbally, Mistreated. Treated as, in some cultures as property, sold, used, discarded. That has been the history of the way women have been treated in our world. Did you know that? You should. You do. And I want to say it's not surprising. It's grievous, but not surprising. Since the fall, that's how that has worked itself out. But what's even sadder, what's worse... What should really break our hearts is that often the church, we, the people of God, Christian husbands, have been the ones that have continued that line of abuse and mistreatment. And using this verse and verses like it to do that. It's called spiritual abuse where you you mistreat and you tack on a Bible verse to try to justify it, right? Every cult you know out there does that. And often, women are subjugated in a way that's not a biblical way and mistreated. And so, as Michael prayed, we need, in whatever way we've contributed, to engage in repentance and take this seriously. And I do hope that as we engage together that we can be a safe place to talk about this with leadership, with one another, with people in this community, that we can work this out in the context of community as it is difficult to hear. My suspicion for many of you that may not like this word or may struggle with this word is that it doesn't mean what you think it means or it doesn't mean the way it's been applied. I love what Tim Keller said about those who reject the God of Christianity. He says, describe the God you've rejected, describe the God you don't believe in, and maybe I don't believe in that God either. In other words, the God that's being rejected is a distortion. It's a counterfeit. It's not true. And we as Christians should reject that same God. Likewise, in this area, this idea of submission that we might think the way that's been played out, we might should reject that idea as well and seek to understand what does it mean biblically. There is no license in Scripture for abuse or mistreatment of a wife. In fact, Galatians 3 speaks of equality There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave or free, male or female, for all are one in Christ Jesus. Equality before God, is that clear? We are to treat each other with equal dignity and value and worth. 1 Corinthians 11, 12, and 13 shows the interdependence. Nevertheless, the the Lord... uh, Nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is is not independent of man... nor man of woman. For the woman came from man, from Adam's side. She's dependent upon man. So man is what? Born of the woman. We're together. We're dependent upon one another. First perspective. Second perspective. um, It's sort of the flip side of this. God meant this passage 
for our good. For our good. For us to flourish in the home and in relationships. One of the things you see so often is you see uh, it's been used and, and, and abused, and so then we don't talk about it, or if we talk about it, uh, we are constantly apologizing for it. And now we need to apologize where there's been harm, but we need to say God is good and he's oriented the family in such a way for goodness and blessing. We don't have to be embarrassed to say this. When we talk about it, we don't have to, wives, put your head down in like this position of mistreatment of some sort. God has oriented the family in a way to bring blessing for husbands and wives and the household and the church and the society. We can be mad at the abuse, but we should honor God's good intentions. Remember this phrase, abuse does not negate proper use. Have you heard this? A great Latin phrase for this. Abuse does not negate proper use. This verse and others like it have been misused, and yet we don't throw it out. It's God's word that we are to understand so that we can use it properly because the world's not doing it very well. So we can't just throw out that whole God's way he's oriented family. No, let's take it more serious. Let's live up to what God has called us to live up. There is tension there. It's good to name it, and that's why we need wisdom, and that's why we need the Spirit. little perspective. That was all the introduction. So now we're going to talk about five things related to submission, and yes, they'll be faster. Some of y'all got really nervous when I said that. I see you, buddy. Buddy's a little nervous now. I want us to understand the context. We don't abuse and we don't dismiss. We take God's word seriously. Five things. First, submission of wives to husbands is a subset of general submission of one believer to another. As we said last week, um, this verse, uh, wives, can you go back to verse 22 up there? Wives to your own husbands as to the Lord is contingent on the verse before it, verse 21. Some of you are going to leave here and be very passionate. Some of you are eager to study this, and you're going to go back, and you're going to look at a study Bible, or you're going to read a commentary, and you're going to realize the verse 22 does not have the word submitted in the Greek text. So I just want to share that with you so you don't freak out. It literally says, wives to your own husbands as to the Lord. But that word submit is barred from verse 21. We're to live filled with the Spirit. How? He lists several things. We talked about that last week. The fourth one is, Wives uh, uh, submitting one to another, particularly wives and to your husbands. The same thing happens a few verses later, verse 24. Now as the church submits, that word is there, to Christ, so also wives and everything to your husbands. The word submits, not repeated, it's implied. But it's properly implied. That's what the text is about. It's about this idea of submission. But in this context of what Paul's saying, it flows from a submitting one to another as the starting point. That's so important. General submission, respect, humility one to another is the calling of all Christians to each other. We talked about that last week. That is the baseline. This is so important. The word submit is widely used to talk about proper ordering of society in relationships such as uh, soldiers to their commander 
or citizens of an area to their leader. But here, Paul does an unexpected twist and says, all believers are to submit to one another, not just those in leadership roles. And that is a radical concept in a world where women were not valued as they should and not prized as they should be. Submission one to another. Clint Arnold says this about verse 21. Paul subverts the normal usage of the term to convey the idea that all believers should defer to one another in the life of the Christian community. And he goes on to say, from his false perspective, attitudes and behaviors reflecting arrogance, harshness, impatience, intolerance have no place in a community filled with the Spirit. So submission, what I want to say first, is it's not unique to wives. Submission is a universal principle for all believers, a virtue. And in that, wives are to submit to their husbands as a subset of that. Second thing, submission is limited. How? First, it's to your own husbands. This is one way that this verse has been misused. This, this idea of submission is not uh, women to men. It's not what it means. It's not all wives to all husbands if you happen to be married. No. This is wives to your husband. It's in that intimate, unique relationship that this command that we're going to flesh out here, submission. This is not a blanket posture of all women to all men. If you're on a, a committee in the church or serving somewhere, um, it's not incumbent that the women submit to the men in that committee, right? It's not what it's saying. It's not, the, it's not how it's used. It's in the context of husbands and wives. It's limited in that way. The second way it's limited is that submitting to their husbands, wives submitting to their husbands, is not, is not an absolute submission. This is where it's tricky. Um, like we are called in Romans 13 to submit to the government, Right? As members of the church, there's a command to submit to the elders of the church. But that is not the same way that we submit to the Lord, is it? We submit to the Lord wholeheartedly, absolute, fully to the Lord. And yet submission, wives to husbands, is a submission that's not absolute. And that if the husband is leading in sin or in harm or abuse, this cannot be used to justify that. Same way for, for me. If there's an abusive situation among the elders, there's not a call to submit. If the government is forcing us to do something that is a contrary to God's word, we are to what? Obey God, not man. Scripture's clear on that. That applies as well to the marriage relation. Do you see why we need wisdom? You see how we could use almost anything and turn it this way or that way? We disagree with our spouse, and so that's against it. We, we, we're not moving in that direction. We throw it out, or we're heavy-handed. Wisdom. The Spirit. Submission is limited. Three, submission is ultimately done as to the Lord. When we think about this term submission, we first read it, wives to husbands, we're thinking horizontal, right? But what's it say? As to the Lord. The submission is based on a vertical reality, a connection to God. Submission is a posture before the Lord as one relates to another human being. 
One author says this, I think it's great. A wife shall treat a wife shall treat her husband out of faith as the Lord would have him treated, even if the husband this is good, is not particularly appealing or especially competent. A lot of wives are like, Amen. Amen. In other words, in other words, the submission is not based on the quality of husband but on the wife's commitment to the Lord and faith in Him. That even applies to those that are being married to non-Christians. There is a submission there. And you see wisdom. Well, what about they're not walking with God? How does this apply? There's a lot of wisdom. There's a lot of discernment. There's a lot of living that out. And yet it's to the Lord. This is not a freedom. um, No freedom for sin or harm. It's not, but it's not contingent as well on a perfect husband. Who has that? Wives, if you have a perfect husband, love to meet him. He could be a model for us. No one's married to Jesus here. Even the best husbands fall so short, and so I can't be justified. Well, this is how he is. This is disregarded. No. Does the husband loving the wife as Christ loved the church, would that help in willful submission? Yes. Absolutely, but it's not contingent upon it. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? The husband can fail in that, and yet the wife can still have a posture that is one of respect and honor and submission. It can be flipped as well. A husband can love his wife and sacrifice and give and lay his life down, and his wife cannot honor and not respect him. The marriage in both situations is not going to go very well. But each of us is called in our place, husbands and wife, to do what God has called us to do. Do you understand? Does that make sense? It's not contingent. Often it's said, well, I will if he, or I will if she. It's not the way it works in God's economy. It's supposed to be both. So submission is ultimately an act of faith to the Lord. Can we trust the Lord. Boy, do we need wisdom. Fourth, submission is a recognition of divine design. Is it hot in here? Is it just me? It may just be because it's 100 degrees outside. I don't know. Well, it's down. It's not working. I mean, it's working, but it's a lot of heat. Some for me, maybe. I don't know. Hopefully more light. Um, submission is a recognition of divine design. For the husband, number 20, verse 23, is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. I've read a bunch of commentaries. I've not seen any commentary that talks about the husband as a savior in the way anywhere close to Christ as a savior. Christ is our savior in a salvific way. Husband is, uh, plays the role of protector and caregiver. But there is a metaphor being used here between husbands and wives and Christ and the church. How is Christ related to the church? He is the head of the church, which he calls the body. He's the head, we are the body, right? Many parts playing itself out. Likewise, husbands are the head. The wife is the body in this analogy. So what does headship mean? What does it mean to be the head? It implies, in some regard, it implies leadership. It applies some level of authority, as I mentioned, limited but authority. 
commentator says, Christ not only gives guidance, direction, and inspiration for his body, but he also provides strength, leadership, and provision for his people. Likewise, husbands should provide strength, help, provision for his wife, and being submissive means honoring that relationship and the role that God has given the husband in that leadership, aligning with him, supporting in him, coming alongside, joining in with him. The term submission does not mean to obey. Next few verses, it talks about that children are to obey their parents together as a unit. Wives are not to obey in that same way. It's not the same word. It's to come along, to align, to understand that there is a proper role response in this socially constructed set of relationships. In other words, God set it up this way. (laughs) Take it up with him, right? Send him the email. And to be sure, there has been havoc in this relationship. Husbands are prone, these are generalizations, to passivity, to opting out. Or the counter-aggression, violence, demanding, right? And wives can be prone to control, to take over. Well, he's not going to do it, I'll do it. I'll get it done, right? In a way that overrides the leadership that he should be exercising, Again, discernment, you see how our language matters? It's tricky. People of the Spirit. Headship implies that in this institution of marriage, there is someone in the leadership role, the home, the husband, and the wife is to acknowledge that, to honor that, to align herself with the leadership initiatives coming from her husband. And to be clear, this is not a matter of competency. Not not quality, how great he is, or competent, how good he is, or how smart he is. There's a lot of homes where the wife is much more thoughtful, much more educated, much smarter, could do a lot better job. That's not what's happened here. This is a God-ordained role. Uh, I listened to several sermons by the uh, the late Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, and he gives the analogy of, uh, uh, of a team. They elect a captain. If there's no captain, they're all... Looking around, it's chaos. Someone has to be the captain. And often the captain of a team is not the best player. But that's the role they're in. Right? Or uh, a chairman of a committee. He's not necessarily better, but he serves a role to lead, to guide, to direct. The speaker of the house. We can take all these examples. There's this role in the system. Equality and yet a role being played. That is so important. We want to do one or the other. Scripture holds those. And the cool thing here is the verb submit is the idea of wives submitting yourselves. It is a voluntary, willful, desirous thing. That's why we don't have to look down. It's not I'm being forced to. Notice the command to men is not what? demand submission from your wife. That's not what it says, does it? Force that from your wife. Now it says, it says what? Love your wife. Lay your life down. Give your life for her. And so the wife 
is to willfully, lovingly come alongside in respect and honor in that love and in that care. The verb communicates a willful desire, a willingness, eager. And husbands are not to demand it, but to love, to trust the Lord. I imagine, I'm not a wife, but I imagine that if a husband is laying down his life and sacrificing and loving and giving himself and honoring his bride and cherishing her, that this concept's not quite as hard. And I imagine the reason that we have a knee-jerk maybe to first reading that is because we haven't experienced that, we haven't seen that. And so it would be really easy to just not talk about it. But not talking about it hasn't helped us all that much. So maybe abuse doesn't negate the proper use of Scripture. Verse 33 sums this up, this coming alongside. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. We're getting close. Let's talk about application before we talk about the fifth thing, the the brief last one. This is notoriously hard to nail down because everyone wants to say, well, what does that mean? Who does the cooking and who cuts the grass and who takes the trash out? This is where it really matters, you know. Who does the dishes, who, you know, whatever. And by the way, I do the dishes at my house because... (laughs) My my wife and kids, they don't... You know, you have to load them a certain way. Do you all know how this works? Some of you all appreciate this. There's like a way you load dishes and like... I get a little heavy-handed with dish loading. Um, I may have a problem. <laughs> Some of y'all understand. Sloppy dish loading families. Um, uh, because we often think culturally here. We think of cultural ideas or TV shows or Leave it to Beaver or something from the old school, something from the new school, and this is how we do it. And I think those are probably not helpful. This, like all the things we talked about in Ephesians, is from a posture of faith, right? And spirit, discernment. Here's a few suggestions. This is Clinton Arnold again. He says this. I love his language. Here's a few suggestions of what submission might look like. I thought that's good. A wife receiving her husband's care, love, and support might look like submission. Uh, John Stott says this. Submission is not to be... uh, to be an unthinking obedience to his rule, but rather a grateful acceptance of his care. So it might look like, no, I got this. I'm, I'm doing it on my own. I can do it. I'm, self, I'm dependent. I'm a strong woman. I'm self-protective. But it's actually to open up the heart to allow care and love and support. He says submission may look like providing encouragement, support, and input to your husband's initiatives, to his vision, to his direction of the family. I'll just say this, husbands need encouragement. Uh, most of us, I'll speak for myself and for all the husbands here, so thanks for letting me do that. Uh, we're, we're, we're a deeply insecure bunch, you know? Most, and if you want to do well and want to serve our wives and kids, and we're a messed up bunch, and we're finding our way, and we need your encouragement. It's, if the generalization is true that most women from the fall feel like they're too much, They bring too much, there's too much bag, there's too much whatever. Men feel like we're not enough, right? 
I can't do it. I, I, never, I try, but it never turns out. I tried family devotions, and it didn't go well. And I tried this, and it didn't go well. We're going to pray at night before bed, and I fell asleep on the couch watching the ball game. You know? Everything I never works. It doesn't. Right? Wives, if you would encourage, if you see any flame of leadership, encourage it. We need it. We need it. We need your encouragement. It might look like resisting the temptation to take control. You put those in quotes. I like that. <laughs> when men take initiative, often they're wrestling with, a, a, they're resisting passivity. So when they take initiative, it may not go that well early on. It may not go as well as you doing it, but if you would encourage it and support it, champion in that way, We'll talk about next week the husband's role of welcoming his wife, bringing her in, being a part of this together. It's a team. We'll talk about all that. So there's plenty of words there. But resist that urge. Finally, he says, he offers it. It, it, it could mean the, uh, to resist the impulse to undermine or complain about the leadership your husband provides. Criticism is so easy, isn't it? I mean, isn't that where we criticize the most as a home? And it goes both ways. We can criticize and nitpick. It's easy, it's harder to see the good, to name the good, to be grateful, to champion, to call out. Do the hard work of encouragement and building up. You see how those weren't all that specific? It's about a posture. It's about a heart. Fifthly and fastly, submission uh, is an imitation of Christ. Again, Martin Lloyd-Jones, he points us to 1 Corinthians eleven thirteen. Listen to this. But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the wife is the husband, and the head of Christ is God. Did you hear that last part? You heard the first part. The head of Christ is God. Now, what a second. What's our theology say? Is Jesus less than the Father? No. Is he secondary? No. We've got a few creeds about this, right? They're co-equal, Father, Son, and Spirit. Co-eternal, Father, Son, and Spirit. How does this work? How is God the head of Christ? Some people use the language of the economic trinity, but Christ, for our salvation has willingly submitted himself to the Father to purchase our salvation. He wasn't coerced. It wasn't in heaven. And the Spirit and the Father forced Christ incarnate. It wasn't in Gethsemane when the, the, the cross was before him that the Father had to twist his arm. He said what? If this cup can pass, but not my will, but your will be done for us, voluntary submission, our subordination in order for our salvation. The son said, here I am. Send me. I'll go. I'll do it. I'll give myself. And in that way, the, the analogy's flipped, right? Wives submit as Christ submits to the Father. And next week we'll see that husbands, as we lay down our lives for our wives, we demonstrate Christ's sacrificial, unconditional love for us. 
All I'm really saying is that this is the picture of the gospel. It's not a men live out the gospel. While we are living out the gospel every day, we reenact it. We reenact the gospel for the watching world and how we relate to one another. And the world is confused, and we've been confused, and the evil one has wrecked havoc, and there's all kind of abuse and mistreatment. But when it's done well, we tell the world a different story. That there's a God that loves us so much. That Jesus did not consider the quality of the God to be grasped. He didn't hold on to it, but he submitted himself to come on earth and be like us and give his life, lay down for his bride, the church, that we might be radiant and beautiful. And as wives fulfill this call, their husbands grow in godliness and character. And next week, as husbands love their wives and sacrifices, oh, how beautiful the bride becomes, right? Radiant. Can't say it all. I've tried. But uh, there's a lot. Part two. Next week. Come back. Husbands, there is a stern, challenging word for us. Wives, as I've made this challenge, this is unto the Lord. This is a calling from the heart. A posture of faith. And it needs to be worked out. And that's why we have a community. That we can live it out. Let us trust him together. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word that is it's a lot of words. You're good and you know what you're doing. And our best efforts have not done so well. Forgive us for attempting to do anything, particularly family and marriage, apart from you. Oh God, would you help us by your spirit that we might be faithful to what you've called us to.